What is poppin' everyone? Welcome to another episode of Mojo Castelli. The people yes. were asking. Yes. The people were calling. The people were demanding another pod, Chelly. And in usual fashion, we don't deliver. But we're <laughs> delivering today. <laughs> we are delivering today. Welcome to another episode of Mojo Cash. Chelly, what's on the mind? What's going on? You know what? We are back by popular demand. Um, yes. I really, I was telling Nena that I feel like there's only like one or two listeners, but yes. it's actuality there's a lot more than i realize because uh i was reminded that we haven't done a podcast in several weeks and that yes. we're not consistent and that we need to yes. stay on the ball now yes. if you're tuning in um just realize that this is not a consistent podcast we're just not uh, not in the slightest <laughs> It's when I ain't got shit going on. It's when Chelly ain't got shit going on. And it's when we, when, when, I don't know, when, I, when I'm not hungover, spirit, spiritually hungover the next day. And then um, we also get told what kind of topics, how do we plan things out? I said, you know what? Like five seconds before we get on the mic, me and Nene plan what we're going to talk Facts. about. All right. We, we text each other back and forth during the week. Hey, let's go over this. Hey, let's go over that. And then we hop on morning of the pod and don't remember any of it. And then we come up with an agenda that same day, all right? And this is no no exception, okay? Chelly and I just came up. Frankly, we don't really even got agenda items, all right? We're kind of winging this, all right? Let's see where it goes. The best pods are like that in a lot of they ways. They really we are. wing it, all right? Yep. Really the spirit of this podcast, Chelly. Remember when we first started, right? You really wanted, when you approached me, when I went to your house back in like November or whenever it was last year, you were saying, I really want to do a podcast because you want to talk about like the church. You want to talk about the cult. You want to talk about like yada, 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 mm-hmm. and, and kind of get your thoughts out on that. Right. Yeah. And then we, we did that. Right. We, we recorded these like long sort of talking sessions and they did not come out that great. All right. The, the first time you do anything for anyone, all right, you suck at it. Right. And then kind of out of the blue, that was going to be the spirit where we were just going to record those. And then kind of out of the blue is like, look, I don't really want to talk about this today. Do you just want to talk about like BS or whatever? Yeah. And then the spirit of Mojo Castle is born, Chelly. Yes. All right. Where two individuals come on the mic and just talk about the dumbest things that come to their head. And then people apparently listen. All right. And that's where we are here today. So. They listen. They enjoy. Thanks to uh, the listeners. Yes. Um, we, we are back. Um, anyways, Nenit, we've been gone for what two weeks now. Let's let's try Something. not to highlight that. <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> <I don't disagree. laughs> but what has been going on in your life, Nenit? Man, what's been going on in my life? Um, work, work, and more work. Uh, anxiety plays tricks on me. You, you know how it is, Chelly. I, I I started this new job, and like I've told my 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 people, uh, I've never felt dumber. Uh, I've never felt stupider in. Uh, that's not even a word. More stupid in 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 my life, if you will. Um, de- definitely taking on a lot more challenges, a lot more responsibilities, um, and uh, they're working me. They're working me in a lot of ways. So um, I don't know. I, I it's the it's the anxiety, right? Where like you you assume people are talking about you. It's like, oh man, I should be contributing more. They probably think I'm an idiot. They probably think this. They probably think that. Really, no one's even checking for me. Really, that's the the reality of the situation. All right. Um, so I don't know that that's, that's been a big part of, of, of sort of my life. And when I, not to get too personal, um, but how we deal with stress, right. How people deal with, with anxiety and stuff like that. For me, I am a much of a recluse, 
um, when I'm feeling stress, when I'm feeling anxiety, when I'm going through the the shit, if you will, I tend to become a hermit. I, I just want to crawl into a hole and and then and, and sort of not deal with it. Um, so that's it, to be completely frank, that's where I've been at. You know, the past couple of weeks, just kind of like surviving, if you will. Uh, a, a big reason why these pods take forever to to kind of come out. Uh, uh, your boy's been kind of stressed the past couple of months, <laughs> past couple of weeks. But um, but yeah, but that's neither here nor there. We're on Mojo Cast today. That's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, what I've been got going on. Um, pups are doing good. Dogs are doing good. I sent Shelly the cutest picture of uh, Stanley and Cooper um, nestled in. So speaking on them, Chili, because um, you're asking me how my, my week has gone. So I'm just going to yeah. I'm just going to ramble on. All right. Stanley is very much the aggressor, right? He's the alpha. And Cooper is very much the beta. You know, he keeps to himself, yada, yada, yada. Um, so whenever I toss toys, whenever I, I give treats or whatever, Stanley like asserts himself because, uh, you know, because he wants it kind of a thing. There's one thing Cooper always so asserts himself for. It's comfort, Chili. I don't know if, if, if your animals are like this, if, if you had animals like this, but if there's one thing Cooper specifically demands more than anything is something to lay on. All right. It doesn't matter if he's already on something comfortable, right? If he's already on a carpet, on a couch, on a, on a bed, if there's something slightly more comfortable, all right, the blanket on top of the carpet, the blanket on top of the bed, the blanket on top of, 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 of the couch, if you will, he's going straight to that. All right. So the point is I'll bring him, I'll bring him up to my office uh, on, on a regular basis and I'll throw down the bed and Cooper pushes, shoves, bites, like does whatever he can to, to assert himself um, in the comfort, if you will. And uh, I respect that. All right. It's a, it's a dog that knows what he likes, if you will. <laughs> but yeah, but that's, uh, I, I've had kind of a bland couple of weeks, Shelly. Um, I know yours is a bit different than mine. Uh, why don't you tell the people what you got going on for the past couple of weeks? So we actually um, traveled to California. We went to go visit the theme parks out there. Um, mm-hmm. Had a lot of fun. We tried to plan it during the week so that all the kiddos were back in school and we didn't have, you know, a lot of crowds to deal with. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. We actually got to do, um, uh, for the life of me, I'm not going to remember the name, but it's the new ride that's in the like Star Wars area. Um, mm-hmm. Is it Rise of Resistance? It's Yeah, now... something like that. Well, that's one of them. There's two. Um, There's like a Guardians of Guardians of something. I don't know. I should ask my wife. She's the Disney person. I think there's two. There's like Smugglers Run, I think, and then uh, and then that one, the Rise of the Resistance thing. You're talking. I think it's. I think it's the Rise of the Resistance. Um, The longest line ever, Nene. But this is such a new (laughs) ride that they made the um, line sequence to have like seatings like incorporated in the line seats. Yeah. Wow, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's all clean because it's new. So although the line was long, I think it was like 60 minutes plus. Um, mm. Although the line was long, I think it was bearable because we got to sit the majority of the time. Mm. Um, and then when we got there, it wasn't like a short ride. Like you went outside, you went inside, and it was this whole thing. So mm. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, what else? Oh, there was three major rides that were down and that kind of like ugh, boils my blood because you want to get your pennies worth when you're going to Disneyland. Disneyland isn't cheap. All right. Hell no. It's getting more expensive by the year. 
<laughs> and uh, I, the new ride with um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway in Toontown because they yes. redid all that area or they're yes. redoing all that area. That then it. What area is your favorite in Disneyland? In Disneyland, um, I low key it was uh, Toontown. I, I I thought that was the coolest like area. Um, and then the what was it called? Jolly Rogers, the, the rabbit one, like where yeah. you go into the the queue specifically when you're like waiting for the ride is the coolest like queue ever. Um, so that one is definitely up there. And then maybe like Tomorrowland is the other one, just for the uh, the, the great, vibes. Great, great choices. Mine is Toontown. I've always liked that area. That's my favorite area. So we like. Yeah. As soon as we got there, we beelined it to Toontown just nice. to find that that new ride was down. Like we had gotten in line in it. We were halfway through the line when they're like, mm. line is down. Like the, the, <laughs> so anyways, so that, that was down. Um, the haunted, uh, I'm going to call it haunted hotel. That's what it was in my past. <laughs> and they keep changing the names to these rides. The rides are the same. All right. Oh, so, the Tower of Terror? Yeah, that one. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's it's the Guardians now. They, they yeah, it's the Guardians it, right? now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not with Thing, it. Things no one asked for, basically. And just like they're redoing the Splash Mountain to be like Tiana's whatever. Terrible. It's so, so annoying. Classic who's, who's music asking? on that one. No one, yeah. no one. All right, classic <laughs> music on that one. <laughs> so then I specific, so you go on vacation and you specifically like look for good food, right? Yeah, that's something, yeah, that uh, a hallmark of a good vacation is food I've never had before and an expensive food at that, so. No, no, I've never done that before. When we go to okay. the theme parks, when we go somewhere, it's like we're there for that purpose and food is kind of like secondary. Yeah, McDonald's, Taco Bell, you get, yeah, you get yeah, whatever, stuff. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so this trip, I took your advice and okay. I specific like then I had this whole Google list of what I was going to like, what I was going to see, what, what I was going to um, uh, eat and then the okay. prices with it. Anyways, okay. most of the items I did get because mm-hmm. I was there for the food this time. And, <laughs> um, but, but, um, sorry, my dog is in the back trying to dig. <laughs> <laughs> um so i had a um what is it called then a corn no a chili chili yes chili sent me a photo yes yes it was delicious yes so so what was that so it's chili inside of like a like a like a a bread cone kind of a thing like a bread a bread cone and then it has like fritos on the top it was Mm. good very good but the line was atrocious to get terrible yeah, terrible. it's terrible. Um, and then I got like macaroons, like a bunch of treats. And then the one specific sandwich that me and Jesus wanted in it was sold out. It was the the birria sandwich. Sold out. And it had been sold out for some time. Lee. Yeah. So, so did you go to like restaurants? Because I know those are like specific snacks. Did you have specific restaurants in mind that you went to? Or were you just focusing on the snacks? So here's the thing. I really want to go to the Blue Bayou. I think that's mm-hmm. what it's called. Um, their reservations are what a month or two months out. Then mm-hmm. I got on the list to get reservations. They would email me, and then I would mm-hmm. click on the link, and it'd be like sold out. Like Golly. I couldn't. Book. So I was so annoyed. So, anyways, the next time I go, which will be here in December, 
next time I go, <laughs> um, I, I'm definitely gonna try to book reservations because. Yes. Then what's your what's your favorite ride in Disneyland? In Disneyland, um, golly, there's a lot. Gun to my head, if you had me pick one, it would have been Splash Mountain. Okay. Um, if they hadn't, if they granted, I haven't seen the rebrand, so maybe it's cool. Um, but the OG Splash Mountain um, would have unquestionably taken the cake, or Tower of Terror in Orlando specifically. Um, oh, it's a okay. it's a little different than the one. Uh, I mean, you've been to Disney World, so uh, maybe you don't remember how it's like, but it's a little different than the one in 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 uh, California. Um, and I like it a lot better. There's a lot more. Like it's a dark ride before it turns into the up and down. Well, my favorite ride um, in Disneyland is um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Really? Yeah, I just love it, and uh, like the smell. Then there's a there's mm-hmm. a specific smell that you get. My and then my favorite ride in California Adventures is Soren. I love that. Oh ride. man, that's Dad's favorite ride too. I, it, it definitely is. It's classic. <laughs> but, but Jesus doesn't like it because he has a fear of heights. So mm-hmm. he'll like wait for us at the door, like he's not going in. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but you can see, like, it's not that high. Like you've got it on plane before. <laughs> like it's fine. Like, but no, no, the the feet dangling is what gets him. Like it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love Soren. Um, the uh, the cool breeze. Because look, when you go to Disneyland, uh, I don't know. Depends on what time of the year you're going, but. You're, it's typically hot all right it's 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 hotter than a mug all right so yeah. you're walking you're doing the damn thing and then you get to soaring and then like the cold air the queue is already nice right because it's in in air conditioned sort of like a house or whatever and then you get to the ride and they lift you up and then like it makes you feel like the point is you feel a lot of breeze coming in so it's the perfect sort of like break if you will from uh the hell outside but yeah so um so uh, what? here's the interesting part, Nene. When we went, um, I we always say that Disneyland is the, t- the place that we spend the most time at. Mm. Uh, but this time around, we spent like a long time in California Adventures because the food is good. The mm. rides were like, there was less people there. So we, we got on the rides fairly quickly. So mm-hmm. we ended up spending more time in California Adventures and even having a better time than Disneyland because Disneyland is so crowded. And half of the, t- half of the time there, you're just like rushing through people and yeah. waiting in lines. It's not even like the rides. Um, and it's kind of like more spaced out, I feel like, than California Adventures. Because California Adventures, you can get to and from places kind of quicker, in my opinion. Mm. But so anyways, I, I, I got buzzed at California Adventures. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a good trip. Um, and we are, like I said, we are going in uh, December again. Can you ride stuff while buzzed? I, I get, because you know me, Chelly, I'm the biggest wuss when it comes to nausea. I get nauseous like like that, basically. And I couldn't imagine doing stuff while like intoxicated. Can you still ride stuff uh, in, in California Adventures? So I I just, I, I don't get drunk. I get buzzed. I, I don't sure. ever go, <laughs> go, go past that. Um, but yes, yeah, because I'm eating and I'm drinking uh-huh. my, my, my drink. 
So mm. it's like you, you already have food in you, so you're not going to get, I guess, nauseous. And then even after you eat, you kind of don't want to get on those rides. You kind of want to wait a little bit. So mm. maybe we're like, we go do like a baby ride or we go do something like soft while we mm. let our food digest, the alcohol digest. So, mm. uh, but no, I'm definitely not getting on the Incredibles after I have like two margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> the Incredicoaster. <laughs> yeah. No. I hear that. I hear that. Man. Prayer. So, Nana, do you have any plans for Christmas or New Year's? Um, never New Year's. We don't do anything because um, we're not really like going out people. Christmas, we always um, go big on like presents and stuff like that. Um, and the the basic Christmas traditions. Chelly, and this is something we're going to get to later in the pot, obviously. We come from an untraditional like childhood in a lot of ways. So we didn't celebrate holidays, mm-hmm. namely Christmas growing up. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really start celebrating Christmas until uh, I got married. My wife and her family are really big on that. So um, now by contrast i am now as well um so all of the, the the christmas stuff like with the setting up decorations outside um setting up the christmas tree watching specific christmas movies like doing stockings doing presents and stuff like that um definitely big on that this year we spend more money than than we responsibly should um but in a lot of ways i'm, I'm reliving a childhood in, in a lot of ways that i didn't have um for that so no specific plans plans outside of the norm of um of uh the christmas sort of celebrations last year um for christmas so i'm i'm a quasi computer programmer by trade and i made like a a scavenger hunt slash uh program for my wife to like do that would eventually lead to like her gift or whatever so that was pretty cool she recorded it last year or at least the part of it um but yeah but that's 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 my thing basically um i'm really into to celebrating the month as a whole pretty much as soon as november 1st comes up uh the halloween decorations are coming down and uh the christmas decorations are coming up um but what about you Chelly? <clears throat> so jesus um he goes all out for christmas uh um, yeah and he likes to he's a really good gift giver like during during the year he listens and he pays attention to what I, I, I like. So mm-hmm. during Christmas, he likes to make it, I wouldn't say a competition, but he tries to outdo, <laughs> he tries to outdo me. So he'll give me really good presents and a lot of them. And it's really nice. Um, but last year I felt like I outdid him. So oh. um, we'll, we'll see who wins this year. But this year we're actually, um, well, we, I'm going to be living out of a suitcase for, um, that, you know, there's an entire week between Christmas and New Year's, right? Sure. Where, like, you don't know what time it is. You don't know what day <laughs> it is. kind of like you're in another dimension, right? Right. <laughs> and uh, New Year's in it has always been my least favorite holiday. I hate New yep. Year's. And I guess part of that has to do with, like, church because we would – we would spend from what 8 p.m. until like the New Year's to like 2 a.m. there, and mm-hmm. it was it was always boring. There was not like you were just in church, like was in church yeah. in New Year's. Like come on, yeah. I'm, I'm 40 years old. I don't want to be here. Okay, I want to be <laughs> ringing in the New Year's with my cousins, probably yeah. sipping a little something, <laughs> <laughs> a little champagne, <laughs> a little champagne on the toast, but um. Anyways, uh, so 
we are taking kind of two trips back to back. We're going Darn. to um, Disneyland, and then um, like three days after, we're going to uh, New Year's um, New York to ring in the New Year's over there. Oh, uh, you you're doing the Times Square thing. I, I'm doing the ball drop. Yep, and uh, kind of want how it's like. I, I I've been reading a lot of comments about it. Um, it's definitely an experience, right? Like like. It's cold. You're going to be dealing with crowds. You're going to be standing up a lot, but it's something on my bucket list. You you don't Mm. do it every day. You don't do it every year. So, sure. Um, And New York, um, after we do, after we see the ball drop or whatever, we're going to spend a few days there and just sightsee. And Mm. I've been wanting to go to New York for for a long time now. And Mm. I think it's fun. Damn. Did you go? I know grandma went years ago. Didn't you go with her that year, that time as well? Or am I just making that up? No, no. Um, the only time I kind of was there was when I had like a flight connected and I just um, stayed. <laughs> I had a lay layover. So, um, but no, gotcha, this time gotcha. I, I, I will be there. Very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, that, that's, that sounds really cool. I, I can't imagine what that cold is going to be like. Um, that's the one thing that I thought of as soon as like you said that I was like, man, like that's, but that is, I understand why that's kind of like a bucket list item. Um, cause whatever you like put on like the TV, cause everyone puts on the TV when it's New Year's, that's all you see is, is, is the ball going, the, the ball dropping in, in your time zone or whatever. So, uh, so that's going to be cool. I remember speaking of the, of the church, like in the bad memories and stuff like that, uh, the only thing, the reason I didn't like it is because, Shelly, you know me, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a heavy sleeper and I go to sleep very early. Uh, I start getting tired. Right? And that's the only thing I remember from being in church is like trying to stay awake like the whole time and then getting smacked upside the head because, because, uh, because I, I get caught sleeping. <laughs> that's all I remember. Oh, terrible. Man. Cool. Cool. Yeah. We, um, have you guys put up a uh, Halloween decorations? We, uh, we, we're going all out quasi all out this year i got um did you ever watch a uh, beetlejuice uh before or growing up or anything like that no. no there's this like worm it's called a sandworm that we put like in our front yard or whatever it looks like it's coming out of the ground it's pretty cool um but do you have you guys set up or, or anything like that <clears throat> so we have a very strict hoa where we live and we can officially uh-huh. start decorating october 1st so mm. sunday i will be putting <laughs> out my decoration um so I'm really excited for that. Um, you already started then putting out your. Oh stuff? yeah, all, all of our stuff is 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 all set up. For some things, they're sticklers. For others, they're not. Like Chelly, here I don't know if it's like a, a city ordinance, but we're not allowed to have like a like a a yard sale here. Like apparently, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. apparently you need like a permit per neighborhood basically that gets approved by like the city, and then huh. the neighborhood as a whole does like a yard sale or whatever. But yeah. That's kind of like, funny. That's kinda like what we have. For real? Yeah. But but that's what's funny because like if I lay out a mat in my front yard and I start like putting items out there, like who's gonna stop me? I mean, no one's gonna stop you, but you'll probably get fined. Defeats the purpose, I suppose. <laughs> So, yeah, we have a community um, yard. So I think there's like two during the year. So there's one coming up, actually, I think in October. And then there's one like in March. So mm-hmm. um, I don't ever set out stuff for yard sales. Um, if I'm going to be uh, getting rid of stuff, I just get rid of it or I um, give it away um, or I guess donate it. But mm-hmm. 
I, I, I don't ever see myself doing a yard sale. Uh, yeah. I just don't have the spirit for it. Yeah. I remember mom's phone got stolen at a yard sale once. You remember that? Did it? No, yeah. I don't remember that. that a, yeah, that was a travesty. <laughs> Back in the Levine house, they were hosting a yard sale and mom put her phone down like somewhere or whatever to like help someone and then by the time she came back it was gone um, was it like an iphone or was it something probably or like a samsung it, yeah it was it was newer because you know mom she gets like a new phone every year so um so yeah the the robbers came for uh, a trinket and they left with the phone <laughs> left with the whole the whole shebang basically <laughs> so, so anyways nene yeah go ahead let's no. uh I think we're going to get into it. I think yeah. uh, I was leading into it. So um, I'm going to let you drive this part of the conversation. Um, so why don't you go ahead and take it away? All right. So September 28th, um, there was a new documentary that came out on Netflix. It's called The Darkness Within, um, La Luz del Mundo. And it's basically more the same because there have been, um, I want to say, three documentaries now that have come out. Yeah. Um but basically, I, I do want to encourage everybody to watch it, to support it, to draw attention to it, because um, the members, are, are they, they want to shy away from this. And it's something that was on the documentary that they interviewed, actually, Nene, um, members that are in the church. And they're like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, what do you think about this? And of course, they like they, current members, current members. Ah, they, that's different. Right. They, they don't believe it. They. And you know what's interesting? They say that they know him. They know his integrity and they know his works, which is the most comical thing I have ever yeah. heard. <laughs> you know him, but he don't know you. <laughs> for starters. Then it, then it, let, you, you see him for what? Maybe an hour out of yeah. uh, the entire year? Like mm-hmm. during, it's either during New No, he doesn't even come out during New Year's. You know him as much as you know the president of the United States. Exactly. Like, there you go. Seriously. <laughs> like, he might as well just be, like, a, a picture on the wall or a, a an actor in a movie. You know what I mean? Like, you know an image. That's what you know. And occasionally you're able to to see this person and then, I saw las, las, las lagrimas. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, because you, you see him in person. Um, but, yeah, you know him as much as you know, you know, Tom Cruise, basically. And they're basically saying um, that they hope that this can kind of wash over and that once everything is like said and done, I guess, once once this kind of dies down, that they hope people will um, like stop asking about it and just continue to join the church. So, you know what I find funny in it that mm. like, let's say um, Nason, this clown um <laughs> as they call it <laughs> Let, let's say you know all he does is is the the 14 years that he has remaining to do in jail sure. right and then after that you know he i don't think he can he can't legally lead the church anymore like he's a convicted uh well predator. i i feel like i don't know what his immigration status is i mean i'm sure he has residency um yeah. but i don't know if that gets like revoked because he committed a felony um like he did so i don't know what that i have to look into that a little more but um i i if i had to say i'd get the suspicion he can't come to the united states anymore after uh his jail sentence is up so then he's just going to be in, in in mexico i at the end of the day it comes from like a a, a choice 
in the church, I think he's going to continue to lead. I think once this whole jail bit is up, um, he's going to remain in Mexico and, and they're going to do everything they can to like sort of fortify that sort of an environment. I think particularly here in the States, it's going to be a lot more difficult um, to continue on their sort of like desire to expand, if you will, um, because of his his history and because of his limitations to uh, to travel. So that's what I think is going to end up happening. <clears throat> What I, I just uh, like my whole thing about it is that, you know, they want this to die over and, you know, maybe in a few years it kind of does die over because it's all old news or whatever. And he'll die. They'll put another leader and yep. more people will join because they don't know what's been going on or they haven't. You know, so I really want to draw attention to the documentary, to um, just everything that happened and have people kind of, you know, know awareness. Um, the other thing that I learned in the documentary that I wasn't aware of is his bond. And then it was one of the 10 highest in U S history. My man is notorious. (laughs) (laughs) You got Al Capone, you got, uh, El Chapo. Was he arrested here in this? I don't know. Uh, maybe he didn't even make bond. And then you got, a. We got Nassau. <laughs> we got Nassau. Ninety million dollar bail. Of course, Jeez. of course, he couldn't post it. Um, so he just stood there. But so my I man thought is that a was risk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I believe it to be honest with you, um, because they never found that other uh, co-conspirator, whatever her name was, uh, Celia, or, or Acelia. I can't remember what her name was. She's on yeah. the run. Yeah, so they never found her. So she's probably hiding out in Mexico. Like, the, I'm sure the church is like, uh, you know, supporting Covering her to some degrees. Her. So I'm not surprised that he. I'm surprised that they even gave him a uh, bond at all, or or offered to bail him out at all, because because uh, he would definitely be a flight risk. Oh. She's uh, yeah, she's on the run. If anyone has any information on her whereabouts, please contact the. Uh, I guess the FBI, right? That's who. Yeah. That's who they would need uh, to contact. Probably. Um, they also talked about the victims in it from like history. So mm-hmm. they went as back as like when the church like first started, like 1920s. Um, and that the father's father, like what was his first name? Um, El Samuel. El Samuel. That it's been a pattern since then to um, commit these acts and um, abuse, you know. Yeah. On a side note, remember the the story of of El Samuel, right? Uh, God changed his name to to Aaron to Aaron. Y tu nombre será notorio por todo el mundo. Like your name will be. Uh, does not notorio mean no, notorious? Because if it does, it would be uh, applicable. I don't think that's what it means because notorious means you're famous for. Um, no, that's infamous. Never mind. So it would be notorious. Uh, I was thinking about another word, but the point is, they were saying like your name will be known throughout the world. Um, story checks out. Yeah, <laughs> not, not, not what you would have expected, but <laughs> I am, and I'm encouraging. Come on, everybody watch, watch it. Everybody uh, post about it. Everybody say something about it. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that um, he switched out attorneys in it. I want to say like three times. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, he ended up having Alan Jackson um, as mm-hmm. his attorney who represented also Kevin Spacey. So mm-hmm. this attorney I mean, has been in the ringer. He knows he knows his shit and yeah. uh, was, I guess, capable. And he, you know, if, if we look at it, he did his job. You know, yeah, he, he got him less time 
um, they, they worked out an agreement and to- and to be honest like something I did something I always found really interesting was the missed opportunity if you would um, from the church itself right and I'm gonna go real sort of a uh, uh, what's it called um, not thinking about the value of human life, if you would, right? So if I'm the leader of the church, right? If I'm, because it's nascent and he's got his, his Consejo de Obispos, right? The, the council of bishops. So it's like a, a group of eight guys that basically make the decisions um, for the church. Probably the ones that told him that he was going to be the leader kind of a thing. Um, if I'm them, what a missed opportunity, if you will, to not martyr this man. I mean, seriously, like very early on, when because you know you know the evidence against him you know like what's going on you know he's not gonna like get out of this kind of a thing what a missed golden opportunity early on to not like pay someone to kill this man like i mean mean, as morbid as that sort of sounds like that would have gone so far in protecting the church's quote-unquote dignity and then creating a martyr out of this man to say like look this is what the world has done to our apostle this is what the world has done to this yada 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 they murdered an innocent man kind of a deal and then that would have strengthened the the the, the cult's like grip on their people like tenfold if you will so uh, i don't know maybe maybe they i don't know maybe they don't have connections in that way i mean i kind of doubt that because you just need money which they have um in spades so but uh, something i always found very curious like what a what a missed opportunity that was um from from there end. I think he has a lot more henchmen in his corner than we are aware of because mm. also a missed opportunity could have been like one of his brothers coming out and saying, Hey, I'm the new yep. leader. Like he can't say shit. He's, he's locked up. What's he going to say? Yeah. So- they tried that a little with the son, right? They, they try to like, <laughs> they, they try to see like, I wonder if ah, he ain't ready. <laughs> That's a dumbass though. Like, like, you, like he doesn't even know how to wipe his butt. Like he, he he's, he's too young. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe if he was ten years older than he is now, um, he would have like got a grip of the church. But yeah. the way you know, the way that he was talking to the congregation, the way like you have to, I don't want to say eloquent, but you have to have you have to know how to rile up um, yeah. a large. Gathering. You have to be charismatic. You yeah. have to be exactly yeah. And 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 he reminded me of me attempting to speak to the church with like the thick American accent, you know what I mean? Like you don't really believe it in, in a lot of ways. And like, and it was just like, yeah, it's, you need someone with a lot of charisma, someone that really is used to like telling people what to do kind of a deal. And uh, yeah, too early, way too early. And the second leader, um, Samuel, he was um, a lot more charismatic. He, he, he knew his, you know, how to, talk to a crowd he had really good public speaking skills yeah. uh, but his son i mean me and me and Annette were out of the church um when the son came yeah. the third leader but from what i've heard is that he had like a really choppy way of talking and he wouldn't yeah. i mean i don't know if it's true in any I, I would need to do some research but i think he didn't even like go past third grade so his his talking mm. his communication was really like below par um, not surprising yeah, yeah. It's kind of surprising, right? Because you have yeah. everything. Like, why would they let you stop going to school after third grade? But yeah. teach his own. Um, so the other thing then is that I I don't know. I think this is just 
what people some people do that are accused and um, they do they have done the crimes but the whole time that the Jane Doe's um, were kind of retelling their experience and they were crying and getting emotional. I mean, even the co-conspirators or conspirators were crying too. Mm -hmm. um, like it, it, it got to them, but Nason clown. Um, I'm going <laughs> to refer to him as clown. That, that's, that's sure. how I see him. Um, he was stoic. Maybe he didn't understand what was being said. Cause mostly it was in English, but he yeah. did have that translated thing. So yeah, that switched off <laughs> immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I like I said, you're dealing with individuals that um have lost their humanity in a lot of ways. So even if he did understand, I don't think it, it would have meant much to him. I think whatever part of being um, a human um, that causes you to feel empathy there is is lost. I remember I was talking to uh, my brother-in-law uh, about this, um, not about this specifically, but just talking about um, like evil in the world, if you will. And I find it very interesting when you're dealing with people like that, like pedophiles, like people that, that commit sort of heinous acts. You almost wonder at one point, at what point does one stop being human in a lot of ways, right? So what, what, do, what makes a human, right? Like you, you could never do that to a child, right? You could never like kill a person just for the hell of it, right? Because there are innate characteristics of your like physiology that would prevent you from doing that. You know what I mean? You feel empathy, so you could never harm a child in that way. You feel, you understand pain. You know what I mean? You, you would, you understand that with the, with an animal, you know, when the, when they're in pain, much more like a human. Um, that could communicate with you. There, there are certain aspects of, of how your brain is wired that prevent you from from committing like heinous acts, and that's just part of the human condition. That's what makes you a person. But I think people like Nason don't have that anymore, right? Uh, whatever you want to call it, like a sociopath or a psychopath, or or those that innately do not have sort of human characteristics anymore. You then wonder, like, at one point, do you stop becoming human? Right, an animal like a dog wouldn't feel empathy that way. Um, mm -hmm. A wolf, you know, and uh, whatever, a wild beast, like because they don't have that capacity to to feel empathy anymore. And I don't think he does either. And I don't think a lot of like those people that commit those kind of acts don't either. And that's again, at what point do you stop becoming human and start becoming something else entirely? You know, it's an interesting point. Um, I've out of the top of my head, I can't remember, but they have done some research um, in the brains of serial killers and that mm -hmm. there is something in there. I want to say, I'm going to mess this up in a minute, but frontal lobe, something that's mm -hmm. missing that normal people do do have, you know. Yeah. So there's obviously something there going on in their head that um, doesn't, uh, again, doesn't allow them to feel empathy. Yeah. yeah. And, and can't really tell right from wrong. Um, yeah, I believe it. So even if he could hear him, I don't think he would care. <laughs> the other thing that I um, found fascinating was that how much did they cater to this man? Like they were yeah. talking about in the documentary that every single meal had to be like a, a three course meal, a three mm -hmm. or a five course meal. And it had to be like themed. So mm -hmm. like 
like one day it'll be Paris themed and like the food will be cut like Parisy, like the Eiffel Tower, whatever that would be. <laughs> yeah, um, like like they had a watermelon that was shaped into like the Eiffel Tower, wow. and then um, like people would go out and lay out his socks, put put his toothpaste on his toothbrush, like have the mouthwash. Like, all right, I I, I get that people respect leaders or their their church whoever they they choose to follow right i I get a level of respect for them um this is bordering actually it is i wouldn't even say it's bordering on adoration like yeah worship worship if you yeah yeah which is what they uh spent so long trying to convince everyone that uh wasn't going on right we don't worship this man we worship jesus we worship god um he is merely a sort of vessel a messenger if you will um a connection between the two we don't worship him but we're going to kneel in front of him kind of a thing uh during the the church sermons every day we're going to do what you just described kind of a thing um yeah it's uh trying to trying to hide from from the obvious fact if you will then and kind of uh i do want to switch gears here just a little bit and uh Mm -hmm. Because our, our listeners, they like a little more lighthearted uh, talk. They, they, they like <laughs> sure. the jokes. They like to laugh. So then I want to talk about mine and yours experience, kind of the, the stuff that's kind of weird to outsiders about what uh-huh. we would do. Uh-huh. So like for me, I, I always felt that it was weird to um, <laughs> like, after you're 14 years old, you have to claim, you have to go up in front of people and say that you're going to choose to stay in the church. <sighs> that was the most awkward thing ever. Always. It's a whole ritual. It's a whole ritual. <laughs> and then, and then, then, then soon after, as soon after you claim that you're going to belong to the church, you mm. have to get baptized. And then, um, and then you have to uh, get, get the Holy Spirit or, um, yeah receive receive the holy spirit <laughs> then again you want to talk about what oh, that man. Means. we're really we're really gonna go into the real cringy stuff uh which is what the people want to know the people want to know they, look, they, the people they said you, you call it a cult right and and growing up you guys you know were, were kind of isolated like what was that like i'll, I'll show you why <laughs> it was it was culty so to chelly's point right just just from the from the bottom up um yeah uh when you the the theology goes that before you're 14 years of age um your parents are like responsible for your salvation if you would so and i think this is completely it was just arbitrary to kind of like make it sequential but the idea is that if your parents were to die on a given day do they like go to heaven yes okay so that means if you were to die on a given day then you'll go to heaven kind of a thing vice versa if they didn't then yes you're you're resolved to eternal damnation so off the bat a lot of human autonomy there of you know i get it's a child but they still have the capacity to think um so that, that would suck if you if 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 uh if you die and i guess that's another way to kind of guilt trip your parents into into doing stuff or whatever so to jelly's point when you turn 14 they they fix you up in either a big old dress if you're a girl or a nice suit and tie if you're if you're a boy they demand you go um, up to the front of the church, um, typically on Sundays or Thursdays when most people are there, and sort of declare, if you would, um, your uh, decision, your alliance, <laughs> if you would. Um, they stress that you have a choice, right? Um, 
this is your time to say, yes, I would like to continue or no, I don't agree and, and don't want to continue. Um, no one ever says I disagree. All right. I, <laughs> like I, you I, wouldn't I, even need to stand up to say, you don't no, disagree. No, all right. No, what I, I, I wish I had, I don't, but I wish someone had the stones to like go up there, you know, fully in, in, in a brand new suit that the parents just bought, you know, just like doing the whole thing and just saying, no, this place sucks. I'm out. Or so, <laughs> but no, but no one ever does that. So yeah, you go up there, you stand up, you, you do your thing. So next up, um, basically as soon as possible, you need to get baptized um, and that's the traditional sort of baptism. It's not unique to this religion. You go into water, you get dumped in kind of a thing and, and, and you come on out. Um, so that's kind of standard. It's still weird, but it's pretty standard across most religions. And then to you, Chili's point, go ahead. Hold on a minute. Just to <laughs> add to the baptism, you would think that they would allow at least the women to be in like at least leggings, man, because they still dunk them when you have skirts and the skirt is coming oh, up. Oh, yeah, it's all cold. <laughs> I mean, the, the water pushes the skirt up and it's more of an indecency than if they just would have like let you wear leggings or some kind of shorts. Come on, people. Like, get with the times. <laughs> of all the things, Shelly, to get with the times on. It's well, the skirt. <laughs> I mean. But yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right. So the last prerequisite, right, to get into the kingdom of heaven, according to the light of the world, right, is um, receiving the Holy Spirit. And what does that mean? All right. To put it in black and white, they want you to speak tongues. Um, so the way these works, the, these processes work, right, is once every, I don't know, quarter, six months, I, I can't remember what it's called. Shelly's dying right now because it's so cringy. Um, basically, the, the pastor hosts, they're called revivals, if you will, right? So what a revival is, is they do the regular church, right? Um, I think they might shorten it up. It might be like 30 minutes or something like that, but they do the regular sermon. And then from there on out for about three hours, all right, all of the people that haven't spoken in tongues yet in, in the church, they need to go crowd around in, in close to the center, um, get on your knees. It's already getting kind of gay and start uh, <laughs> and start praying, right? And then praying like, praying hard <laughs> praying so hard right here's, um, here's here's the three keys in case anyone wants to deceive the process all right yes. you you have to be yelling you have to be crying and you have to be making some kind of mumbo jumbo with your mouth basically yeah um so you need to be doing they tell you to get on your knees and just say Lord Cristo, like over and over and over and over and over and over again for three to four hours basically yeah. Um, and all the while the pastor and his sort of anointed like helpers, if you will go around and then come put an ear to close to you and see if, if you are speaking in tongues again, what are tongues? It could be another language. It could be some angelic like language that no one's ever heard of. The point is, do they think you've spoke gibberish enough? that they think you have received like the, the Holy spirit, if you will. Yeah. And and what a first off, just on the semantics of it, what a terrible sort of system to 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 use, right? So if if this is a prerequisite to get into heaven, right? And if you don't get this, like you're you're damned or whatever. Um, like 
what if they never see you? Like, what if you're speaking in tongues for like two seconds or whatever? Like, I think I think they're still fine. I think technically, when you die, you still like have done it, so whatever. But like, you don't know. <laughs> so, what, semantically speaking, what a terrible method to go about. But um, but yeah. So in full transparency, uh, both me and Chelly went through this process. Uh, I don't know how many times you went through it, Chelly. I went through it once. Um, I went through it twice. I was Chelly a little rebel, so I guess I didn't yeah. uh, receive the Holy Spirit the first time around. Yeah, Not the pastor didn't. The pastor didn't want to hear it from her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably probably crouching down with somebody else. Uh, who knows? <laughs> so yeah, so you literally just like get on your knees and just say glory, so glory, so yeah, 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 until like like until enough gibberish is. Uh... See, here's the thing, then it like it. The pastor has an ear for it. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's it's es un don. It's a gift. The, like, the gift the of hearing. Like, yeah, they they do call it a gift. A gift of being able to decipher that you're actually speaking in tongues. Yeah. And uh, I guess if you do it enough, like they they kind of like, okay, this person is talking just like I heard the other person talking, or yeah. whatever. But like, what if you have a newbie pastor that's never like done this before? He's gonna be thinking that either everyone's speaking in tongues, right, or that no one is. Anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, and they're they're really. It, it looks like um, people that I've heard describe it describe it as like like a demonic possession is going on inside yeah. these rooms. So we're doing this for like four hours and you don't realize just how capable of heat the human body is capable of like producing until you enter a room full of people that have for several hours been like exacerbated and, and talking and, and sweating and stuff. And it's, it's, it's a physical sort of like act, if you would um, people are like sweating snots coming out of their nose. They're supposed to be like crying and stuff like that. And, 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 it's a whole. It looks like a. It looks like a demonic possession. I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it real. And, <laughs> and it's actually real. encouraged that you um let the snot go. It's encouraged oh, yeah. that you drool. It's encouraged that you look as demonic as much of a hot fucking mess <laughs> as you can as possible. Yeah. Kind of letting your in inhibitions go, but. <laughs> kind of a funny side story here my sister she you know obviously went through this process as well my older sister and she had this tendency in it i don't know if you remember so mm -hmm. the women in the church have to wear chalinas they're like um head coverings and they're yeah. basically made of what are like thread and and like yeah some it's it's a cloth basically um yeah. it's a really yeah so my mom so my mom has this nice collection of chalinas for all three of us, my mom, my sister, and her. And my sister had this wicked, wicked <laughs> like she would she would use these chalinas to wipe out her, to wipe her, her, her snot, <laughs> wipe her tears. And it would piss me the hell off because I'm like, mom, mom ain't washing these every other day. You know what I mean? So I'm bound to grab that black chalina that she just wiped her snot on. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Just a little side story there. Shout out to Erika. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. Just to give everyone kind of a glimpse into the the the, uh, the cringiness, if you would. That When I call it a cult, it's because we did cult shit like that. Uh, where 
I spoke in tongues and, and look in, in, in full transparency. All right. Um, there are things that I've experienced in my life that I cannot explain. Right. So as much as I talk, whatever, there are things that happen in the cult during these like things. I don't really want to go too deep into it, but things that I can't like physically explain, but I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Um, I'm okay with not having those questions sort of answered and it's being able to be okay with that. That then doesn't blind you from the fact that your leader is a pedophile, right? It's being okay with not having the answers. Cause at the end of the day, what these people want is a safe place is a savior is someone that's telling them, Hey, if you do this, 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 I guarantee you're going to have a good life and you're going to go into heaven. You don't need to think for your own. You don't need to digest things on your own. Do what I say and you will be saved. And it's scary. The burden of choice is a very, very scary thing to have on yourself. But ultimately, it's something that you need to do and you need to have to escape the trap of following a pedophile. And, you know, another really cringy thing we used to always do, um, because, Shelly, you know, as, as kids, what does a kid want to do more than anything in the world, right? A kid just wants to fit in. A kid just wants to belong. A kid does not want to be a, a sore thumb sticking out, kind yeah. of being noticed by the world. A kid just wants to be part of the groove and not be noticed, right? And <clears throat> what is more noticeable than standing on the side of the road selling flowers and teddy, teddy bears and teddy bears in your own neighborhood, all right? <clears throat> Welcome to our childhood, okay? So... <clears throat> so every year, right, for Mother's Day, for Father's Day, for some other holiday, I can't remember, for Valentine's Day, um, the church said, you know, there's people selling like teddy bears and roses out there. Why can't we do that? Right. Why can't we garner some money for the cult? All right. And we got this free labor. You know what I mean? Might as well take advantage of it. Kind of a deal. So on Father's Day, on Mother's Day, on Valentine's Day. They would create these like, because you guys have seen them on the side of the road, that the teddy bear is sitting in a box enveloped with like plastic wrap or any of that. Um, the point is they would make these, or maybe they would buy them, to be honest with you. They, they probably would buy them from someone else. And then me, Chelly, I don't know how often you did it, um, but basically, basically like our family would go and we would set up like a table on the side of the road um, close to our house and then like <laughs> with the tent and then whatever. And then start to sell. All right. And, and look, go out there, go, go to the quarters, start like holding up the teddy bear, yada, 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 start doing your little jig, start trying to get some attention going to, 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 to the venta, right. El pro templo for the temple, uh, venta kind of a deal. Um, God, I always hated doing those because they fell on Mexican mother's day, which, um, is which birthday. is my birthday yeah which is yeah. my birthday right so basically for every birthday from i don't know because we didn't do it every year we stopped after a while but basically every birthday from like 10 to maybe like 15 um i was on the side of the road basically calling up my thing <laughs> selling this stuff so so that was whack and then again um on the the cringy side like because it's my neighborhood like my friends would see like people that i do from school would see and they asked me like manny were you selling stuff on the side i was like yeah that was me <laughs> what were you doing i was it's like were you, is that what you guys do to make money i was like no it's for my church 
And that was always the hardest thing to explain because I would say it's for my church. And then that would just open up so many more questions of which I don't want to answer. (laughs) So, yeah. So did you ever like experience that? Did, were were you a part of those sales at all, Chelly? No. Well, yeah. Yeah, I was part of them. Um, But I feel like then it's stuff like that. I I did block out of my memory (laughs) (laughs) because then I, we were, we were in hundreds of those sales. Come on. Hundreds of them. And for the life of me, maybe I could only remember one or two that I was at, but they were Mm -hmm. hell because you were there from, from sunup to sundown. Like you were hungry, you were thirsty, you were on your feet, you were, you're bored. You were a kid. So you weren't really like, handling any of the money you weren't like you were just there to either hold up signs or um like fix the teddy bears there wasn't a really whole lot you can do as a kid yeah um but i i actually have two stories then yeah the first the first story is i thought you that when you said ventas you were going to talk about um the groups in church so there would be like a group of teenagers group of like married young people group of married mm-hmm. old people um, a group of um, solos which is yeah, like singles lonesome <laughs> losers basically <laughs> they kind of they kind of give it a widows <laughs> they kind of give it them like different names like like how original like yeah solos. teenagers <laughs> The solo oh, yeah. of the Those <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so oh. they designated people within these different groups to um, collect money within themselves, um, then get the free labor, which is a cooking. And then on your specific day, whatever day that falls, you had to cook for the entire church. And what that means is really not for the entire church, but whoever, you know, wanted whoever it. decides to pay for some food. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole time um, during the um, doctrine or whatever they were they were preaching that day, they would say that you need to go and purchase from the stand because um, you need to. They call it auto auto consume or auto auto in Spanish. It's like auto cons. I don't I don't fucking remember, but basically you need to like the money needs to circulate, like it needs to be kept in house. Mm-hmm. Kept in the church, right? Why are you giving your money to McDonald's, Madonna's, Burger King, El Sonic? Okay, why don't you give your money to La Luz del Mundo instead? <laughs> You're gonna eat out, all right? You're gonna spend money yeah. on food. Yeah. It's a sin to spend money on food elsewhere. All right. Sometimes it would make nasty stuff like chile rellenos. All right, Chili, I hate chile rellenos. Right. Yeah, I, I, I love chile rellenos. I'll keep it a all right? Whenever they would do chile rellenos and then the parents wanted to get some, I'd say, man, it looks like I'm starving tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. If, and then it wants to get real, really real. Okay. There, there were certain groups, like if the teenagers were making food, I damn sure wasn't going to be getting food. All right. Sure enough, it was gonna be a hot dog, man. Or, or <laughs> Somebody or... says it's gonna be hot dogs. <laughs> hamburguesa. <laughs> hamburguesa with fries or whatever. No, yes, no, sorry. I'm not getting some. But but then if the um, what were they called? The married, the married women, uh, older, the oldest. Yes. Yeah. If right. they were cooking, I knew they were throwing down oh, in the kitchen. It's all right. Packing, all right. All right. They're throwing out some meat. Yeah. My, my mom was in the kitchen too, so I knew the food right. was gonna be good. It's gonna be delicious. Yeah, <laughs> they're so the only group that can make the malas, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, to that point, it just. Oh, I, man, I forgot. 
Oh man, I forgot about those. But like, as soon as you said the hominis, I knew you were gonna say hot dogs because that's the only thing I could think of. I was like, yeah, that's all they were making back then. Hot dogs and not even fries, just like chips, like little bags of chips or whatever. <laughs> and they're probably the lowest, like the lowest, like earning sort of group, if you would, um, for that for bringing in money for whatever. But uh, but yeah. But the, but the way that this church, like, then it come on correct me if i'm wrong like daily daily talking about ways how to bring in money for the church and like <laughs> doing it in a way where it was it was done kind of dirty day like they would they would talk about it during the sermons like we need to mm -hmm. you know generate money then then they would have like offerings done every single day. well actually three times a day right during uh yeah yeah you could definitely give money in any of those three and then for specific holidays, you were encouraged to give more. Um, I think New Year's, you were encouraged to give at least a thousand dollars. Yeah, the big, the big bucks. All right, you're encouraged to save all year. All right, some people save for a boat, some people save for a house. I say, I save to give to the cult. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I. I actually, I went back to my mom and, and I was like, man, mom, how much money did you, because my mom's out. She's, she's been out for some time now, but I'm yeah. like, how much money did you give the church? A pretty penny. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, the last funny story that I wanted to tell, and then it was, um, you know, the, the women in the religion dress a certain way. They wear long skirts and uh, like modest, right? When I was growing up, we joined this cult when I was like 10, 10 years old. And um, when you're 10, like Nana said, the last thing you want to do is stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what you're doing if you're wearing long skirts, because you're not just wearing them, you know, during the day, you're, you're wearing them to your activities, like to PE, to pretty much the entire day, right? Yeah. And uh, when I was, I want to say third or fourth grade, Nana, um, there was a time when my mom had sent me with my skirt mm -hmm. and I had stashed some, some pants in, in my backpack. Okay? As one does. <laughs> As one does. Now I wanted to change then it before I even got to the school, because when you get to the school and then you change your friends notice, they're like, what the hell hat? Like, did you stain your your skirt? Like, why did you change? And it opens up the door for more awkward questions. And you just yes. want to avoid those, right? Absolutely. So I got the brilliant idea of changing in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the safest thing to do. In between the cars, you know. <laughs> it really in between the cars. And uh, the front, the front, um, the administrative office had a big ass window to the parking lot. So they saw exactly who was coming and who was going. And who was getting undressed. <laughs> so. Well, so, look, it's, it's the little part over girl again. <laughs> Take it off her skirt. <laughs> so. Oh, man. So I had I had gone in between the cars, put my pants on, took it off my skirt, threw that fucking skirt in my Because <laughs> you gotta put that some bitch back on later. <laughs> and then and then um well there was a lot more opportunity for me to change back once I like got closer to home. Like I would I would yeah. change closer to home. But anyways, 
there was one time in it and I had been doing this for, for some time now, but there was one time when an administrator came out and was like, Hey, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, I mean, Nene, oh, first, first of all, let me ask you, what would you say to that? If you were in my position, if I was in your position, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, I probably would have said like, Oh, I needed to change out my pants real quick. I have like a, I would have said what I was doing because I have like it ripped or something like that. I don't know. But why, why wouldn't you be doing that in the bathroom? Because it ripped. Um, so I didn't want to like for someone to see, basically, I was trying to make it so like people wouldn't see. See, this is probably why Nana's a lot smarter than I was. I'm a, I'm a bunch of, I'm a much better liar than you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> guess what I, what I came up with. What did you come up with? What did little Chelly come up with? I, I said that I had found a penny on the floor <laughs> and I was picking it up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that I had found a penny. And this penny was so shiny that I just, I, I, I just, I had to get a dress because it was just, I couldn't contain myself, you know, the excitement, you know. Like. All right. In my head, I was like, maybe she didn't see that I got undressed. Maybe she didn't notice. But so I told her that I had picked up some change. She knew the deal. Like, she just, like, left me alone. She was like, this fucking weird ass kid. And she, she walked back to the office and left me alone. But from there on out, I tried to change in. In, in the bat restrooms. At least part of one to begin with. <laughs> uh, those uh, are kind of like the cringy stuff that I had to deal with growing up because I didn't want to wear a skirt. And then it, growing up, I was always a little tomboy. I don't know if you yeah. remember. Oh, I remember. I mean, I, I grew up with male cousins and I was, I was never girly growing up. I, I'm a lot more girly now, but mm. Growing up, I, you know, I, I just wanted to be outside. I wanted to be wearing pants. I wanted to be wearing like overalls. <laughs> like I just wanted to be outside. And yes. So wearing a skirt was such a significant change for me. And I, I just didn't adapt well to it. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, I understand. You know what I mean? It, it's something that I didn't have to deal with. Um, and, I, and I'm glad in that sort of aspect. Uh and I'll make fun of you because it's funny yeah, <laughs> that you were doing shit funny. like that. I but can laugh at it now. I understand. Why <laughs> you? <laughs> terrible, terrible. I mean, growing up, Nene, like as a teenage um, girl, growing up, it was hard because not only were you dealing with that situation, but as you're growing up, you want to be like you you want to be a woman right so you want to yep. like wear like tighter fitted clothes you want to wear like makeup and makeup is like so frowned upon like they they do not let you wear makeup mm. um that me even like dipping into makeup i would get so in trouble for so mm. uh good times good times good times i call it I call it my um, my bad dream. So all all mm. all of that that went on, like um, us joining the cult, us like that was just a bad dream. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I right? think. Yeah, I think I'm a lot more open to talking about it. We've talked about this before than yeah. or reliving it in maybe not a positive sense, but like a that was wild kind of yeah. a sense. Um, but I understand probably because it was more tangible for you. Uh, mm -hmm. why you feel that way in a lot of ways. So. Well, Makes guys, sense. we're coming up on the hour. Um, it's been really good getting back on the pod. Hey, Nanette, let me tell you. What's up? The listeners have said that an hour is not long enough. 
the listeners are a bunch of crackheads. All right, <laughs> the listeners are right, they can't get enough of the Mojo Cast. All right, they said that you should have kept that thing going three, four hours. Look, all right. Ain't no one getting paid for this. All right. <laughs> you got to start tipping this now. I'm just playing. Uh, hey, look, I mean, it, it's hard, man, producing content. Yeah, you, no, that I, goes I, by I, fast. I, told, I told some of the listeners that brought their concerns to me that an hour uh, is long enough. I said, um, in this time and age, people aren't listening to podcasts that are, that are an hour long. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We ain't Joe Rogan, all right? Yeah, no, we're not. And uh, we don't have any interesting guests with us. It's just me and Eddie. All right. So. Yeah, I heard. I heard Juan. If you're listening, I heard you wanted to come on the podcast. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be asking a lot of questions of uh, national security. And uh, I want to know all the secrets of of the uh, the operations you were involved in, because um, I know you were, I believe you were in the Air Force, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I, I feel like I speak for both of us when you're definitely welcome on the pod. And I'm going to be asking all kinds of uh, uh, detailed, intimate questions that you're going to be uncomfortable answering. Now, just <laughs> I, I did want to I did want to tell the pod that. Um, I am in the process of making shirts, so what? Gonna, yeah, a mojo cast shirt? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, that's why I was asking for your size the other day. I'm very inconspicuous with my text messages. Sometimes I'll randomly be like, "Hey, Nana, do you like grape?" And then, like two weeks later, like some grape soda will show up at his doorway for uh, for the taste test. Oh, but man. I I asked Nana what size he was. He told me and. Right now, Nene, I'm in the process, and I haven't even told Nene until now, but I'm in the process of finding a really good vendor that has the shirts that I like. Because when you're buying uh, t-shirts, there, mm -hmm. you know, you know, Nene, there's a different kind of range. Of Sometimes it's crap, you know what I mean. Sometimes yeah. you buy it just because it's it's the individual, but then you receive it, and it's like, man, you could have put a little more effort into this big dog. Like, <laughs> this is a horrible quality right here. Exactly. So I'm testing out a couple vendors. I have a couple shirts coming in. And then as soon as those are ready to launch, I will um, release them and say it on the podcast so that whoever wants to support the pod can um, by, you know, promoting <laughs> our image and, and wearing that. So uh, keep an eye out for that. That's, That's funny as well. Yeah, this is brand new to me. Uh, so cool. <laughs> I will definitely be getting a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so that's exciting. Cool. All righty, Chelly. I think that wraps it up. That wraps it up. All right, Folks, guys. Thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of MojoCast. All right. When we're going to be back tomorrow, absolutely <laughs> tomorrow, you will get another podcast. All right. You should be expecting it. All right. Set your alarm. Set the notification tomorrow at 8 a.m. Another pod. All right. <laughs> And uh, yeah, guarantee it. Okay, Chelly, any any parting words for the people before we go? Uh, you guys have a good October. Um, we're we're yes. diving into October now. That's my favorite month. Uh, your girl's birthday is coming up, and mm -hmm. I am excited. Um, turn the big three three. So nice and even. Uh, nice and even. Yeah. <laughs> kind of an odd, odd number. So I, I, I know. Yeah. Who's going to remember when they're 33 specifically? Nah. I mean, come on. <laughs> but um, 30 so far have treated me well. So I, I'm expecting to nice. of, of good stuff. Um, anyways, Very guys, nice. thanks for listening. Uh, tune into the next one and uh, Mojo out. Peace.